Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Welcome back to 3Talk. Susie is enjoying her new baby, so we're still 2Talk. Today we're discussing why it's important to have confidence and how you can boost your confidence with ease. We know you can do this. Confidence in yourself is absolutely critical to living a joyful life. Think about it. If you don't trust yourself, you'll find people and things to place your trust in, and you'll slowly give away your power. You'll notice that the happiest people you meet are those that are truly confident in their selves and their abilities. They know themselves, they know their strengths, their weaknesses, and they accept it all fully and completely. They aren't trying to be something they are not. We are led to believe that self-confidence is something that comes from the approval of others. This is why you see so many people attempting to gain self-confidence by hitting the gym every day for vanity purposes, not health reasons, conforming to society's ideas of fashion, spending money on material possessions we are led to believe we think we need. If you only feel good about yourself when Ever you have been accepted and approved by another individual. You can never be free. With this mindset, you'll always be a slave to your ideas of what you should do and who you should be, and you never truly get in touch with yourself. I believe the path to true happiness is self-acceptance and self-validation. What you might normally consider confidence is nothing but a false bravado used to mask hidden anxieties and fears. True confidence isn't ego. It is the complete acceptance of oneself, faults and all. Whenever you release the idea of trying to become who you should be as dictated by society, your parents, your friends, and so on, you gain a new sense of freedom. You stop running around in circles trying to please everybody. And for the first time, you care less about what anyone else thinks. This is an absolutely beautiful state of mind to be in as you finally start to follow your own ideas and become who you're meant to be instead of fitting into the mold everyone else has for you. Lucia, what do you think? Oh, what a, what a beautiful intro, Fleur. I, I completely subscribe all that you said. I think confidence and self-confidence is one of the most treasured gifts we can give to ourselves. Um, and this is something that, you know, could be or you could have it from birth really there are people that are just confident and of course can be learned and we are going to be giving the people today uh you know quite a few tips or habits to develop so you build your inner confidence confidence is something that can come slowly or little by little um and you can build from there and i give you a personal example i remember back in my uni years we had this teacher that he was kind of the toughest, right? Regarded as the toughest uh, at uni, but he was also the coolest. Um, I studied marketing and uh, he was coming from that field and he was quite the personality. He was actually quite a good guy and fun guy to be around. So obviously every student in there wanted to impress him. So for his subject, the end of year presentation was a project that we had to develop in groups throughout the year and then present back to him. 
Now we had to give recommendations for a brand as to what to do and how to do it. And he will obviously, you know, give us a mark based on that. Now I was selected as the presenter of our group and uh, we did this presentation. We backed up everything that we were saying. And if you guys have been listening to us and you've learned know me, you know, I'm quite passionate when I believe in something. So obviously I presented the whole thing with this passion within me and really believing in what I was saying because we truly believed that what we were saying for that project was the right thing to do. Now the presentation finished and, you know, we received the clap. He was like, yeah, that was beautiful. But your recommendation was totally wrong. The brand would have singed if they would have followed what you were saying. So of course we were all gutted and we thought that we were going to fail. But when we saw the marks, he actually gave us a nine out of 10 because of that passion, because of that confidence, because he could see beyond whether our recommendation was wrong or right. He could see all the thought that was given to the project and all the passion that we put into it and the confidence with which we presented it. So that for me was a key learning and something that I have regarded throughout my career and personal life ever since. And it is, if you believe in what you are doing and what you're saying, and if you truly and passionately defend something, then the confidence shows up and people will follow. Yes, I totally agree. And after 20 years of teaching, I saw so many children that succeeded in life because they're now in their 30s, 20s, 30s. It was because they believed in themselves. They had that inner confidence that, okay, something might have gone wrong once or twice, but they could learn from it. They could pick themselves up and they could keep going. And some of the very bright children didn't do so well because they didn't have that confidence in themselves. So I think confidence, that really showed me and taught me how much confidence can see you through life and get you where you want to go. Absolutely. So I think with that in mind, listen up everybody, because we're going to be giving you nice tips to, nine tips, sorry, to boost your confidence. Number one would be think small. As we were saying before, confidence can be learned and you don't need to go all or nothing. You can start doing small things and build up from there. For example, again, another personal example, when I came to the UK, I'm originally from Spain. I didn't want to drive in here because you guys drive on the other side of the road. So I was scared. I thought a disaster was going to happen and I wasn't confident enough, you know, that I would be pulling this off. So what I did was started to drive in, you know, five minutes a day or maybe go to the end of the road or hit a roundabout until I built the confidence and I was confident enough that I could drive in here. And now I love it. Yeah, I think that thinks more brings me back to um, my childhood, actually. I grew up in the countryside where everybody had horses. My parents couldn't afford to buy me well-developed horses, so they used to buy me wild horses that needed training. Uh, and now when I look back, it was such a good learning for me because I had to really get to know that horse and I had to do everything step by step because I had to earn the trust of the horse. 
So the first day it will just be going to see the horse, the second day trying to touch the horse, just doing that for a week. And then the third week trying to groom the horse. And then it would take five or six weeks before I could even get a saddle anywhere near it. But it was just breaking down those steps. And I believe the same thing with confidence. You can build on it by achieving something very small, accomplishing it, seeing how that's worked, and then building on to the next step. So it's like building brick by brick. Absolutely. Take things one small step at a time. So number two would be about practicing power positions. What we mean by this is that confidence is also linked to your body language. So the way that you present yourself, your actions, your movements will also have an impact in your confidence. So deliberately move your body with intensity and power because this immediately affects how you feel and think. Standing upright, um, square your shoulders and open up your chest, breathing deeply. And if you walk around, maintain brisk and purposeful strides to cover a great deal of ground. This is really important, for example, if you're doing a presentation that will kind of give you the confidence of your own in that stage or that meeting room that you're in. But also think of the times uh, like, you know, whenever you're talking to someone, it doesn't have to be a presentation. Think of the times when you've been talking to that person and the one in front of you doesn't even look at you, looks at the phone or doesn't engage with what you say in you probably are going to be feeling a lack of confidence. Whereas if the people, the person in front of you is nodding, it's smiling or interacts with you within the conversation, that's going to give you reassurance and that's going to give you another confident boost. Yeah, I think that's like changing state as well. If you're feeling a little bit wobbly about something, I know I often go on about exercise, but if I do before I have, I have to do a presentation. If I go out for 20 minutes and do some sprints, I just release all of those good feel-good hormones and I change my focus and my ability to use my logic because there's been lots of research to show it changes um, your brain state. When you're feeling like that and you're feeling strong, that confidence comes through. So I think changing your state is really important to feeling more confident, especially when you've got something stressful and you need that extra bit of confidence. And that leads me on lovely to the third point, preparation. If you are prepared for a presentation or a meeting, you are going to feel more confident because you have the knowledge that you need during the time that you're there. So don't think oh, I can just turn up and it will be okay because I'm feeling confident. Preparing gives you that extra bit of confidence because you have all the things that you need at your disposal. So don't um, just go to a meeting without that preparation. But on those days when you can't be prepared, rely on knowledge, your back evidence of what you've succeeded at in the past. I think it's about feeling knowledgeable and in control in whatever scenario or moment in your life that you're at. If you're talking about a presentation, for example, then think about the different things. It's not just about the message that you're about to deliver. It's the slides that you may have prepared. 
you know, it's also about the room that you're going to be in and whether you are feeling confident enough with the technology supporting you. And I think, you know, we were saying the other day, Fleur, that you are not particularly keen on IT. So you always make sure that if you are about to give a talk, you have IT in the room or you arrive at the venue with plenty of time to make sure that everything is working according to you or to support you. That is another part of preparation. So you might be really confident about what you're about to say, but make sure that all the things surrounding you, the room, the IT, are working with you as well. That's another thing that can help you regain that confidence or stay on top of that confidence. When you give yourself a bit of time, I think you do feel more confident. I know if I ever turn up for a presentation or a talk, I always make sure I'm there like 10 to 15 minutes earlier just so I can kind of compose myself. Now, we talked a lot about kind of preparing and stuff, but there's lots of people that don't feel confident in everyday life. And I think one of the biggest reasons is that people aren't following their true path, their true essence. They're trying to be something that they're not. So, for example, if I was going to go and work um, in an IT (laughs) environment, I would definitely be a fish out of water. But because I feel one of my um, skills are working with people. I know that's what I feel comfortable with. I know that's what I'm good at. I know that's what I love. I feel confident in that space. And I think a lot of people are on a path and they don't realize that they're on the wrong path and that path is causing them that discomfort. So try and get really real with who you are. And sometimes that could be, you know, writing in a journal or a notebook and taking some time to begin searching for your true self. Who are you and what can you become? Find where you could excel if you tried. Find your true true calling, your heart's path. So if you are feeling really uncomfortable on a day-to-day basis when you go to work, maybe think, am I doing the right thing? Is this what really lights me up? Is this what really is, yeah, where my skills are, my capabilities are? That's a good one. Another one that we could give, and that will be number five, is doing something that scares you every day, which links back to what we were saying at the beginning about taking small te- small steps. So confidence is all about defying fear. So by doing something that scares you every day, and bear in mind it doesn't have to be a big scary thing, it could be something really small, what you're doing is training your brain to accept and to learn that this uncomfortable feeling leads onto a comfortable feeling. Marisa Peer has um, a couple of books that can help you greatly within this area. It's about I am enough and also the ultimate confidence, the secrets to feeling great about yourself every day. So those two books will definitely help you understanding this brain connection and how fear and confidence can be defeated by training your brain. Yes, and that leads me on to focusing on the right things. For example, there was um, an activity we used to do with students and we would say, look around the room and tell me everything which is brown and you've got a minute to do it. And they would come up with all the items that are brown. And then you would say, now tell me what's orange without looking around the room. And of course they couldn't tell you anything. That just kind of helps you think about, highlight that if you are always looking for negative 
scenarios, you will find the negative. But if you're looking for the positive, you will find the positive. So don't build on what is good. Don't keep looking back at what's been done wrong before. That is our brain's programming. That will happen all the time. Be aware of that. But think about all the things when things have gone right and build on that. Don't focus on what's gone wrong. Absolutely. And that leads on nicely to the next one, number eight, which is about reframing thoughts. And it is about that. It is focusing and thinking of where your focus is. And maybe you may be one of those that it's naturally inclined to think of the negative. Well, in which case, we encourage you to stop in that moment, think about what that thought is telling you and analyze it because it might not be the truth. And you know, you touched on it, Fleur, earlier on about journaling. That's another tool that you can use that will be very useful here. Because when you start capturing all those moments where you're thinking of something and it might not be the reality, then this becomes a fact fact checker for you. And it's a way of reframing that. It's pure evidence that what you think that you couldn't do, actually you've done it. And you've done it a number of times in the past. So it's always a good tool to use to reassure and reaffirm yourself so you can boost that confidence yeah I'm a big believer as well we are our thoughts so if we think that we can do something then we can because thoughts aren't necessary reality are they so if you really really want to do something just keep telling yourself you can and you will you know your mind and your body will believe it and you will start succeeding at it which leads us on to our last point Number nine, help someone else boost your inner confidence. Think of a time when you've given your time for free for somebody else or you've just helped somebody cross a road or you've picked up a child when they've fallen over or you've just done something really thoughtful for somebody else and how that makes you glow inside. Yesterday I met one of my old students and I gave her a free coaching session and I can't tell you how much that gave back to me just to see how much she is progressing. And I think we forget that it's not all about us. Sometimes if we help other people that can give us that inner confidence because it makes us feel good. It gives us that feel good energy. Yeah. And it's also about, you know, whenever you give your time or you help somebody else, then all of a sudden you become aware that If you're able to help somebody else, then why wouldn't you be able to help yourself or give good advice to yourself? So that is another way of boosting your confidence because you prove yourself that you are of value, you're of help and you're of use to somebody else. So of course, you can be that same thing to yourself. Beautifully put, Lucia. So I would like to leave you with this lasting thought. Confidence is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. You can learn to be confident. So thank you for joining us today. Please remember to subscribe because that allows us to keep giving out this free content. And I hope you have lots of love and happiness for the rest of the week. And we'll speak to you next time.